Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Rising with Phoenix Grace podcast. I'm Phoenix, and I created this podcast to have conversations that'll make us rise to the most powerful version of ourselves. The more you know and talk about the things that are pulling at your heart, the easier it is to rise into the person that you are supposed to be. And I know this because I've done it myself and have had conversations that have changed my life. So come along with me as we talk about this crazy thing called life, our bodies, our minds, and things that are a little bit woo. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get ready to rise. Hello, beautiful souls. Happy holidays, if you're listening in real time. Um, oh, man, I've kind of put off doing this episode because it's kind of been an emotional few weeks, and December is always a really hard month for me in general, so... There's been part of me that I'm like, no, I'm too emotional to record this. I'm too emotional to record this. And then finally today I'm feeling a little bit lighter. And so I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just do it, right? Like that's – we can't wait around for the perfect time because there is no such thing. So we're just going to like dive into – I wanted to share my story about my relationship with the holidays because as I shared in the last podcast episode – Like, there's just so much forced on us about, like, this being the most wonderful time of the year and how we're supposed to feel this time of the year. And if you're not feeling that way, then, like, you're not doing it right and it's bullshit. (laughs) Simple and plain. And so I just wanted to share this story because I wanted to be able to, like, honor those of us that this isn't the happiest time of the year and that it's the hardest time of the year. Um, I was actually asked the other day, by somebody you know like how are you doing and I'm like well December is the hardest month of the year for me and being able to just answer it that way and honor it as well and also just honor that it can also be both that it can be good and that it can be bad and it can be happy and that it can be sad and apparently I could write a Dr. Seuss book about it so I think for me the real my relationship with the holidays has always kind of been that mix. It's kind of also always been a yin and yang because I came from a divorced family and I had two parents that had very different styles when it came to pretty much everything and especially around the holidays. So my dad loved Christmas and he went all out for Christmas and every year we would go to Salt Lake City and go look at this mall that would do all of their holiday displays with candy. They'd have these huge sculptures that were purely just made of candy. And I remember that we would do that every year. And there would be like horse carriages, and we'd always go eat at our favorite Mexican restaurant, um, Cafe de Pierpont. I wonder if it's still there. So dad's house was always a big to-do dad always went crazy with the presents and the tree and the decorations and and that was dad's house and then my mom's house was very conservative you know and the only traditions that I had from my childhood were we got to open one present on Christmas Eve and then we would go around and look at the lights on Christmas Eve. And those are really the only ho- the traditions that I had of the holidays. My mom added to that with getting us an ornament every year, which I have slacked on terribly since my daughter has been born, but was keeping up with until that time. So hopefully I can start doing those. So it was just this very split thing of, you know, um, 
I don't want to say like inequity kind of, but like a little bit, you know, dad would go all out, mom would be really conservative. And so there was just kind of this like push and pull when it came to the holidays of like, I was obviously more excited for dad's house because I was a child and loved presents. And then, you know, mom's house. And then when we moved to Idaho, we didn't have power in the like traditional sense. We had solar. And so like there wasn't Christmas trees because we couldn't put lights on them. I think my senior year was the first year we had a Christmas tree in Idaho. And that was because that was the year that my dad died and I was having a really hard time and really struggling with the holidays. So after my dad died, that first Christmas was just amplified that I had lost him, that he wasn't there for it. And if you've gone through grief, whether that be the death of a loved one, the end of a relationship, a divorce, whatever that is, you know that like that first year is just brutal with all of the firsts, the first Christmas, first birthdays, first anniversaries, first whatever's like without this person in whatever capacity, um, whether they're no longer here from you or just live across town from you. So that was my first experience with that of like not having my dad and not having that to look forward to. And it was just really hard and it just kind of started, I feel like that's when I started to be like become a Grinch and a Scrooge about Christmas. And then college was just like busy and crazy. I was doing my own thing. I think I went home for Christmases, you know, that was my first introduction to ugly sweater parties, which were, you know, always really fun and have become such a huge trend since then. Back in the day when I started them, like you had to go to like a thrift store and like really dig to find something. And now like stores just like sell them. So, um, So that was kind of college years. And I do remember I spent one Christmas alone because I had to work on like Christmas Eve. And then, um, and I spent the next, the next day alone because my parents lived like two hours north and it was snowing. And then I had to work the day after Christmas. So it just wasn't worth it to go home. And it was me and a bottle of wine that Christmas. So I obviously dealt with that very well. (laughs) So, and then I started moving. And so my first Christmas on the islands, I was actually really sick. And Christmas on the islands is just a different thing because it's not snowing and it feels like any other day. And and then the next year on Christmas, I was actually flying back to the Caribbean and so didn't really do anything that Christmas either. Now I'm trying to remember all of them. And then I think the next Christmas was pretty chill, but I, w- I hadn't been with like my family or like my closest friends. I haven't been really with my family or my closest friends for Christmas in over a decade and also like money was really tight and so that was kind of also where like I feel like the Grinch mentality kind of took hold of like Christmas isn't supposed to be about presents it's supposed to be about togetherness and time together and celebrating each other and I do love giving gifts I take so much joy in finding a good gift and um as I'm saying that Foxy I just think of you because you're the opposite (laughs) But I do really love it. But at the same time, I don't like that it's expected. So that was kind of like those Christmases. And then my mom died. And it wasn't that Christmas was a big deal in my in like the house, my mom's house. But it was just another thing that amplified my loss that my mom wasn't there. And so December just became this really hard month for me of just not 
having my parents and not being with the people that I was, you know, my closest friends and then, you know, moving and trying to establish new traditions and new friendships. And it just became this really, really hard time for me. And it wasn't until my daughter was born that like it became fun again and it became fun to try to embrace that magic of Christmas again and the magic of the holiday seasons and like getting the tree and decorating it and like her first Christmas and you know and by that time I'd already been in Washington for three plus years and so I had built a tribe and there was Christmas parties and like the the Coast Guard Christmas party has always been like a highlight and my friends threw this huge lavish party every year and so that was something to look forward to so like it finally like by the time my daughter was born like things kind of started to feel more exciting there was cookie decorating parties and ornament making parties and like having a big group to celebrate it with was really fun and then we moved and it was the pandemic and so that first Christmas was pretty much us and we did have friends over that night for like a game night but it was really just like the three of us just and my daughter was two and a half and it was really fun because it was the first Christmas that she like really opened presents and got excited and um and got spoiled rotten of course and we had snow and you know so it's kind of just like that magical like there's snow on Christmas morning and everything and then in 2021 we started the Grinch tradition she was obsessed with I don't remember if I went into that in my last episode um I wrote about it in one of my articles for Northern Michigan Woman Magazine but basically she wasn't going to sleep on Christmas Eve and I was like okay girl if you don't go to sleep like the Grinch is going to come and take your presents and it just backfired terribly where she was like what the Grinch is coming and so she got all amped and she set up like these booby traps and left him the Grinch who stole Christmas book by the front door and she finally went to sleep and my ex and I had this bag of like those craft pom-poms and some were like bright green, like the perfect Grinch color. And so we cut them up and we spread Grinch fuzz all around the house and hid the book. And um, and then we like put it down the stairs to like where her big present was and stuff. And it was really fun. It was so fun. She woke up and she was like, oh my gosh, the Grinch was here. So we definitely decided that we needed to like up the game the next, you know, the next Christmas. So we, of course, planned it out, not knowing that by the next Christmas we would be separated. And so the holidays rolled around last year. Um, we're, what, four months into the separation, but we're still getting along really well. The pl- the holidays planned together. He'll come stay in the guest room. We'll still do it like as a family. And so we upped the ante with the Grinch prank. Um and we ended up like taking the Christmas tree apart and putting it downstairs and like there was just like balls all over the living room and Grinch fuzz and it looked like he had done like the stealing of the Christmas tree and all of the presents and it was really special and it was really fun to do that and then we were also really sick like all of us were sick and so it was just a very mellow chill Christmas and it wasn't too hard yet because even though we weren't together we were still at this really interesting place of just getting along really well. And so it didn't feel like too much had changed. But this year, everything has changed. And I'm not in that house anymore. And she doesn't believe in the Grinch anymore. 
and his and my relationship has changed. And I knew it was going to be hard. And it has been. And so it just brings me back to, you know, that that yin and that yang of like, how can I go into this season and just accept it for what it is? And there was a part of me at the beginning of the month that really just wanted to shut down. My daughter expressed that she didn't want a Christmas tree and I was like, perfect. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do it. And then the universe had other plans and I ended up winning a Christmas tree. And then I actually ended up having so much fun with her and my friend came over and we made it a whole thing and had Christmas music playing and made hot cocoa and decorated the tree and it ended up being a lot of fun and I'm really glad that we did it and it's beautiful and I love our little tree and I'm glad that it's here and I am getting to spend Christmas morning with her now. Things have changed logistically with that. And so like I've, I'm coming around to it. And then I got the wild hair one day to do like Christmas cards, which then took two weeks longer than anticipated because I lost that urge as soon as I got it because I was just like, I got excited and then I wanted to retreat again, which, you know, it's just, it's this time of year. And I think the other reason that I decided to kind of like dig really deep is because she only has limited years believing in Santa and of course this year because she's five has come with more questions like all these Santas look different and so I was like well baby he has a lot of brothers that are helping him out and you know whatnot and so even though it's hard and even though it echoes the losses that I have not only throughout my life but even just through this last year it also is just such a great reminder of like the tribe that I have built around me and remembering like that is what to me this holiday what I want this holiday season to be about is that togetherness and being with the people that you love and being with the people that make you feel really special the other reason I kind of dug deep to like really try to embrace it is because like this is my last Christmas in like a winter setting and so when the first snow fell a couple weeks ago at first, I was like, oh, gosh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this. But then I was like, this is your last first snow because next year we'll be in Hawaii and there'll be palm trees and it'll be warm and I'm so excited for that. But it also doesn't really feel like Christmas when that happens. So I'm trying to embrace it. And of course, because it is technically my last for or my last white Christmas, it's supposed to be really warm and I don't even know if we're going to have a white Christmas. So I'm kind of like, please let us have a white Christmas just for that magic, just for that magic of waking up on Christmas morning and there's, you know, presents under the tree and there's snow outside. And the other thing I found myself like kind of being really sad about was just like, you know, because things have changed that like I didn't get to go to some of the parties that I wanted to this year. And that was really hard for a little bit to especially like on the nights that they came that they were happening to like sit home alone and be like I should be there and I want to be there but like I can't be there because that's not my life anymore and so that's also been kind of hard to sit with of like okay like there is so much change happening in my life and this is echoing all of those ways that it is changing 
but then also just taking the moment to be like, but look at how it has changed in other ways. And the other people that I'm celebrating, like my friend coming to look at the lights with us and us going to a different Christmas party together and, you know, other things that I'm filling up my time with this holiday season that with people that weren't even in my life last year. And like, so like what a beautiful gift that is in itself. So I am sad. I'm sad about everything that has changed. I'm grieving still the life that I thought I'd have and the Christmas traditions I thought were coming for my family unit. But I'm also so incredibly grateful that I'm still able to find and dig really deep for like these moments of joy and remembering that it's about my daughter and her joy and her experience and what is she going to remember And I want her to have these really beautiful memories of Christmas that she's going to carry with her. So, yeah. So I think it's just, you know, again, like I said in my last episode, like it's just about honoring like where you are. And I think part of honoring where you are is like honoring where you've come from. And I wrote last week the last entry for my book, I finally found the perfect moment to end it on. And one of the the last things that I say without giving too much away is that basically this time in my life is such this beautiful mixture of grief and gratitude. And that's what I feel like perfectly sums up like my relationship with the holidays is that there is grief, there's loss and there's sadness, but there's also a lot of gratitude. So I'm so grateful for this tribe that I have built in Michigan, the years that I've got to spend loving them. I'm grateful for the tribe I built in Washington and in Hawaii and in Puerto Rico and in Nantucket and in Boise and St. Thomas. And I'm grateful that even though for the last 20 years since my dad has not been with me anymore, that even on the hard days through the holiday season, that there still has been joy Um, the memory popping up in my head was one of my friends in St. Thomas had this jungle Jeep that had like a a hard rooftop, like a metal rooftop. And he picked me and my friend up from work one night and he had Christmas lights strung all through the Jeep that he somehow had plugged in and turned on. And we like blared Christmas music, like sitting on top of his Jeep, like driving around St. Thomas. So even though it was like my first Christmas away, away from my family, like in a completely different location, there was moments of joy And I think like that is life and that is the holidays for me. Like it's just this mixture of grief and of gratitude. So I hope that wherever this episode is finding you, that even if you're really struggling right now and my heart is with you for that because I know, I know how hard it is, but that I hope that maybe, you know, that at least if nothing else, you get this little tiny glimmer of joy or of gratitude And also know that like it's going to (laughs) end like this season will come to an end and, you know, and you can set your intentions for what you want it to be next year. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. So if you're listening to this in real time, I wish you a happy holiday. And even if it's not that happy, just know that you are seen and you are heard and whatever you're feeling is completely valid. So with that, I'll talk to you soon. Please, please be kind to you and happy holidays. Before you go, I just want to talk to you about one more thing that has been a total game changer in my life. 
and that is CBD. In the midst of the pandemic in 2020, and I was getting ready to also move across country, I found myself more anxious, not sleeping, and just completely miserable. And I finally decided to start taking CBD. And wow, what a game changer it was. If you're interested in CBD, I highly encourage you to look at Nuvita. Nuvita is a woman-owned company based here in Michigan, and part of its proceeds every month go to end human trafficking. There is rigorous testing and quality control, and the product itself is just amazing. So if you suffer with anxiety, with gut issues, with sleep, CBD might be the thing for you. If you want to check it out, head to www.nuvitacbd.com and use promo code LEANDA10 to save. 